Ballroom Music and Arts Festival held yearly in Manchester, Tennessee. I'm your host, Sharla. I'm Daniel. And this week we thought that we might actually record this from the inside of the Rue Bus. I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but this thing actually might double as a pretty good studio. I don't know. We've never tried it before. We're usually like in the little back porch that's attached to the back of our house. You guys have probably noticed in some of the past episodes that there's like crickets and dogs barking and stuff. I'm not even trying to be super professional with this thing. I'm like, you're going to hear what's actually at our house and around the bus. I don't even care. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Daniel? Um, well, a lot of work stuff. And me and you have a cool trip coming up next month. And I've been starting to think about uh, stuff for Bonnaroo for next year. I've been talking with uh, some of the guys from Camp Red Roo and the Roo Shoot. We got some cool things in the works. I don't want to say anything just yet because nothing's definite yet, but... A lot of fun things should be happening next year. We'll see. We actually had two bits of news that we want to talk Ooh. about. There's some announcements and such. Exciting. Neither of these are things that are going to be new to anybody that's been paying attention to like the whole Bonnaroo Spear the past couple of weeks. Uh, but one that is super exciting is we're going to be co-hosting a meetup and a crossover episode with the guys with the What Podcast. Ooh. Yeah, I know. That's going to be pretty fun. We we're get gonna... to hang out with professionals. <laughs> yeah, they're way more professional at this than we Literally. are. Well, I mean, Brad works at the radio station and Barry works over at the newspaper. Like, they actually know what they're doing with this. That's why I leave, like, all the news and rumors and lineup stuff to those oh, guys. Yeah. We're just doing, like, fun stories and hanging out. I'll leave all that to them. But we're going to be hanging out with them in Chattanooga on Saturday, November 9th at the Moxie Hotel. That's right, the Moxie, right? It's like yes. some little hipster hotel that's really cool. Sounds cool. They have been very kind to donate their entire back porch area, like their patio area, to us. So we're going to be there on November 9th with uh, Brad and Barry and Russ with the bus. We're going to be there about 2 o'clock, I think, and we're going to record a crossover episode with them. And we're also going to make it open to the public. So if you're a Bonnaroovian and you want to come down and hang out with all of us, please do. I think that Russ is going to bring his VW bus down for everybody to see and take pictures with. I would love to take the Rue bus up there, but let's be honest, I am not going to fight those giant hills on the way from here in Huntsville to Chattanooga. They are pretty big, and you you know how like you have to go down I-24 and go through that little corner of Georgia to get to Chattanooga if you're coming from here? Yes. I would not do that in this bus, even if it was running 100%. The second bit of news that we want to talk about is, you have probably seen this already, there is going to be a free show with our buddies and friends of Bonnaroo, repeat, repeat, um, that's going to be next Saturday. Wait, um, can, I, can I just interject for a second? Yes, it's please. It's not repeat, repeat, it's repeat, repeat. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. I'm 100% sure. Okay, well, we're going to see them next Saturday, so we can ask them in person. Yes, and he's going to tell you that it's repeat, repeat. Actually, it's a little star, and then it's lowercase repeat, repeat. That's how it's styled. It's repeat, repeat. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to be on Saturday, October 26th. It's at a cool little pub in East Nashville called, uh, is it The Crying Wolf or The Lone Wolf? It's The Crying Wolf. The yeah, Crying yeah. Wolf, the first one. The Crying Wolf. It's kind of near uh, Five Points in East Nashville. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. They have some other bands opening for them, and it's going to be a fun Halloween show, so you should totally dress up if you're going. We're going to dress up, right? Yes, duh. Yeah, we have some costumes already, but should we keep we it a surprise? we got a couple of ideas. A couple of ideas we've been throwing around. One, oh. of, them, one of them is like our, our like Halloween costumes that we're doing for Halloween this year, but our second one is like... What does that mean <laughs> when you're just like... It's... Okay, to give you all a hint, it's... 
That doesn't tell me anything. And I already know what it is. That was not helpful at all. So again, that's going to be on Saturday the 26th at the Crying Wolf in East Nashville. Free repeat, repeat show. And I think they're selling VIP tickets. I think they're like $50 a piece. It buys you a t-shirt and a couple of drinks and guaranteed entry. And you should totally get there early if you want to go. Because they said that they had to turn people away when they did this last year at the same place at the same time. Yeah. Because apparently it's super popular. Oh, yeah. So if you're in the area, please come up. Come hang out with us and the band. They're just the best people. You heard from them last week or the week before last, whenever it what was. What if it's not a costume show and we're the only people dressed up? It's like the weekend before Halloween. I mean, come on. There's going to be people in costume. I don't care. I'm going to dress up anyways. Why would you not? It's like the weekend before Halloween in Nashville. It's such a hipster city nowadays. I'm just saying. Oh, well, I'm just saying, too. I don't care. not a costume. I will wear costumes to pl- any place that you're not supposed to wear a costume. That's how you get asked to leave. Hey. That's how you got asked to leave that Applebee's last week. That is a lie that she just made up right now. Hey, I got a question for you. Since we're talking about this kind of thing, what is the best costume that you've ever seen somebody wear at Bonnaroo? At Bonnaroo? Yeah. Okay, every year, there's always, like, during the 5K, people dressed up as Forrest Gump. But this year... There was a guy dressed up as Forrest Gump, and he actually had the oh, beard. Yeah, and he was like the Forrest Gump running Forrest Gump. He was like, "Have a nice day." No, no. He was like running on empty, like yeah. that Forrest Gump. Yeah, you don't remember he invented that. Have a nice prior day. Prior to that, prior to that. Oh, it was yeah. okay. Um, when he was like running up the little hill, and he's running on empty. Yeah, that Forrest Gump. Do you think like after he finished the five k, he was like, "I'm pretty tired. I'm going home." Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I did that five k twice. I'm I'm never going to do We talked about that with Brandon, but I'm just never going to do that again. We it's should, fun, but it's so tiring. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine. And, you know, you'll meet people in line and you'll say, oh, you know, uh, what time did you get up or whatever? And they'll be like, I've been up for 72 hours. All right. Let's do this. The first year that I... already I, ran a marathon this morning. Oh, my gosh. The first year that I did it was our first year. And that's kind of the theme of the episode we'll get to in a bit. Back in 2013, I ran the 5K. And there was a guy that I was hanging out with before it started that was in a full Gumby suit. Like, you remember the big green guy? I have a photo of him somewhere. I talked to him, and I'm like, dude, are you not hiding that? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm dying. And I was like, man, how much sleep did you get last night? He's like, oh, I didn't. I stayed up all night at the Pretty Light Show. (laughs) And he won. I mean, he didn't win-win. He didn't come in first. But he got, like, the prize for best costume. So he got got free Bonnery tickets for the next year. Another one that I saw the second time that I did it in 2015, there was a guy, um, he was bald headed Mm -hmm. and he had on a Starfleet uniform. So he was dressed as Picard from the next generation. Oh, wow. And I think he won the best costume that year. But why was Picard running at Monterey? I mean, Captain Picard was a pretty in shape guy, you know? Uh So, I mean, he probably ran. They had like a holodeck on the Enterprise. You know how that works out. I know. Okay. So you were talking about your first year, 2013. And that's what we really wanted to talk about in this episode of the podcast. Everyone's first year experience at Monterey. You got what I out there your first year is always kind of like maybe not always your best year but it's always like that first experience that you ever have on the farm I mean it's just one of a kind you're going to remember that first year forever so we said that 2013 was our first year 
What are some of the things that you remember the most from that year? I'm going to put this out there and people are going to be like, nope, not following the rublast anymore. Bye. <laughs> what? What is it? I did not want to go. Oh, that's not a surprise. I already knew that. <laughs> I did not want to go. Why did you not want to go? I didn't think it'd be my thing. Well, I did, did not think that it would be my thing whatsoever. I remember the lineup dropped in 2011 and I was obsessed with Arcade Fire at the time and they were headlining. And I tried to talk you into it, and you said no. You said that you didn't want to camp out that long. You tried to talk me into no. I yeah. did not say that. You tried to talk you me into getting a hotel. Probably that, did. Yeah, that totally happened. I probably did. And you're no, like, being honest. where would I take a shower? What would we eat? <laughs> that was different times. Different way, different times. But you didn't want to go. I think you were still afraid. Oh yeah. Well, what changed your mind in 2013? What was the what was the moment? In it was which your you were, turn to pick a vacation spot. Oh really? <laughs> But um, you got there, and you decided, okay, this is awesome. Do you remember what made you think that? Okay, so I'll tell you. And I think I've shared this story before, but I'll share it again because it's worth it. And it's worth every second for anybody to hear this. I hear so many people, they hear us talk about Bonnaroo, and they hear about Bonnaroo, and they're so, I hate to say this, but they're so negative about it. But And they haven't even experienced it yet. They haven't even tried it out yet. And they say, oh, I would just never go camping like that. Um, I could just never go without showering like that. I would just never do that. Blah, blah, blah. I used to be like that. I get it. I understand. I finally decided to give it a try. And, you know, Daniel convinced me to go in 2013 because it was probably his turn to pick a vacation. You know, I, I'm sure I wanted to just go to the beach and just stay at a Motel 6 and do the normal thing, you know, whatever, like we did every other year. Which is fine and great, but let's try something a little different. So, when we got there, I was still thinking, it's not really my thing. I just don't know. I remember that. That Thursday night, you were just, like, entertaining me. You yeah. could tell that I was enjoying it. But... So, yeah, it was, like, Thursday night. I'm in my tent, and it's, like, pretty early. Okay, it's super early for Bonnery standards. It's, like, 10 or 11. And I'm, like, I just want to go to sleep. And somebody... Next to me is singing Purple Rain outside of my tent, and I'm just not into this. <laughs> By the way, I, I, if somebody I, was remembers 2013, if you were parked near Pod 2 or whatever it is near what is the Nashville bar now, mm -hmm. if you were up till 3 a.m. playing Purple Rain, that was good, but you didn't have to do the chorus like eight times. <laughs> I, wonder whatever I wonder if he still goes to Bonnaroo. Now, I want to go back. You did get off on the right foot because that first year, that was the only year that we were ever in a tent. And we parked next to these guys from Louisiana. They were from, went to LSU. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And they gave us some amazing shrimp. One of them was a chef. Yeah. Yeah. They were cooking like gumbo Oh, they were for amazing. Us. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, right then, I'm like, okay, people here are really yeah, cool. Yeah, they were super cool. But, you know, I, I just wanted to go to sleep. I was just so frustrated and upset. Like, it was just not my thing. And, you know, I had a lot of social anxiety. I just wasn't into meeting new people. Uh, just not my jam whatsoever. You know, I just... I would rather just, you know, be in my little hidey hole somewhere or, you know, whatever. So what changed your mind? Fast forward till Friday, I think it was. It might have even been Saturday. I think it was Friday. No, it, was, it had to be Friday because it was before McCartney. It was Friday morning. Me and Daniel had even got into, not really an argument, but a little bit of a, uh, why did you make me come here? You know, I was being <laughs> really ugly and rude. Uh, why did you make me come here? this is just not my thing. I just don't want to do this. Blah, 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 blah. And I kind of stormed off. And I remember I was in Centeroo and I went and sat down in 
what's it's like a little vendor area and you know where the post it used to be a post office there. Yeah, Planet Rue. Yeah, Planet Rue. And there's like this little it's like arch shaped, but it's it's not the arch obviously, but it's like arch shaped little thing right there. Is that something that's gone now? No, it's still there. Hmm. Maybe it's gone, I don't know. But anyways, I just went and sat down next to that, right next to the post office. And I'm like crying at this point. And this guy, this stranger, never seen him before in my life just comes up to me and he just tells me everything's going to be okay. And he gives me a high five and he just checks on me and makes sure that I'm doing okay. And then it just all turned around from there. And I was like, wow. Yeah. People are actually that friendly. Like That's something that and, I try to get across to everybody who's thinking about going. It's not necessarily the concerts. It's the people. And, and I, I guess just my personal experience in the real world, like I, I didn't expect people to be that friendly. And it just, that just still, till this day, you know, every time I think about Bonnaroo, I think about just the welcomeness that I feel there. Just, I feel so welcome and so accepted there. And it's all because of that one guy back in 2013, because he just changed my whole experience of it. And then that just instantly changed my mood around. And I started enjoying myself. And then we went to see McCartney that night. And it just, and here I am, you know, what, seven years later. <laughs> inside the Bonnaroo bus. Inside, yeah, inside the Bonnaroo bus. On the bon- on this podcast about Bonnaroo, so you know. I remember for me, uh, Thursday was a little weird because we were so like we, we were rookies. We didn't know what to do. We, oh, didn't we were kn- so in over our heads. We did not know how to, to Bonnaroo at that point. I was wearing the wrong clothes, the wrong shoes. We really messed up. We stayed in the silent disco tent instead of going to see Alt J. I mean, we couldn't have known at the time that they were going to end up being like a really big popular band. But we should have gone to that. Yeah, but didn't we say DJ Jazzy Jeff? I mean, that was cool because no. he was on the Will Smith show. Yeah, but DJ Jazzy Jeff. That was cool, but in retrospect, I would have rather gone to see Alt J. I'm, I gotta stick with my. I gotta stick with jazz. I'm sorry. The first show that it really sunk in for me that night was the Japan Droids. Do you remember that? Yeah. They're a two piece, uh, almost a punk rock band. Just the guitar and drums. That's it. And. When I saw that show and I was in that crowd of people with like totems and everybody having a great time and no one being rude, I was like, whoa, this is what's, what this is about. And it was kind of like a taste of what was to come. Yeah, exactly. The next day, we kind of hung out in the what field all day because we were waiting to get a good spot for Sir Paul. We come in right when uh, Passion Pit was playing. You know, it's kind of like a indie rock EDM band and there's like inflatables floating around in the crowd there was a giant Mm -hmm. shark I remember that and everyone's cutting up and having a good time and just high-fiving and hugging I'm like this is what I had seen in documentaries about Woodstock yeah exactly I didn't know that this could actually be a thing I was very nervous going to the first Mm Bonnaroo because I thought like oh man I'm gonna be in a sea of like a hundred thousand people I'm just afraid people are going to be rude and it wasn't that at all we met so many cool people, and I was just like, okay, we're coming back. That Paul show was the mm-hmm. best show that I've ever seen in my life. Nothing can ever top it. But it was the folks that we were hanging out with that I remember the most. And that's what has kept us coming back. I mean, there's been like big shows like you know, U2 and Mumford mm-hmm. & Sons and, I mean, other big names that we've seen. That's just kind of the soundtrack to a fun weekend well, to I me. I mean, I've said this before. Right at this point, I feel like almost anybody could play Bonnaroo, and I would still go because it's the atm- the atmosphere does it for me. I'll be the first to admit I am not the biggest music person out there, 
uh, you know, people will be like, oh, here's my choices for next year. And I don't know half the people they're talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm not the biggest music fan. You know, I don't know all the, the most listened to indie bands or whatever. But it's the atmosphere and the people there. Just that's what draws me in. That's what keeps me coming back year after year after year. Because there's no other place on earth that I get to experience that. There's no other place you can experience that. And you and I have been to a lot of other festivals. We've been to like hang out in Gulf Shores. We've been to Voodoo in New Orleans. Where else have we been? I miss Lost Fest. That one was pretty good. I, I mean, I'll be honest, and, and I'm not trying to be that guy, but you know, I've been to a lot of places, even you know, around the world, and I've just, nothing has ever came close to that experience you have at Bonnaroo. I remember we went to hang out in Gulf Shores for our 10-year anniversary. I'm not going to lie. I know you didn't as much, but I had a really good time down there because it was a fun like vacation festival for me and you both for our anniversary. But I know that the vibe there just wasn't working mm-hmm. for us. And I know that it hasn't for a lot of people. Not to put it down, but it's kind of like a college fraternity party, right? I mean, that is a fun thing for a lot of people. But it wasn't necessarily for us. It just didn't have the same radiate positivity oh, yeah. vibe. And I should probably, you know, I should say, I, I, I'm not trying to mock anyone. I promise I, I'm not trying to mock anyone or be ugly or, or not radiate positivity. Everyone experiences things differently and everyone enjoys things differently and on their own. And that's totally fine. Um, I just think Bonner is one of those things. Unless you've been there, you really just don't get it. I mean, because for me, I had to go there to get it. I really and truly had to go there to experience it and to understand what it what it is, what it means. So even your first time, even though you were like kind of nervous and like didn't want to camp out like a whole long weekend, your first time you realized that, oh, it's the people, it's the vibe. And you're oh, just absolutely. like, <laughs> and it all went down. It all went downhill from there. You ended up going every year and buying a bus. No, it went uphill actually. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, good catch. Hey, so those are pretty good, but we got some stuff in from uh, friends when I asked on social media, we were asking for other little stories about people's first time. So I got a couple of good ones. I think you got some there too. I'll go through mine first. Okay. So Kelsey Haynes sent one. She says, first year camping, they finally got to their spot in their pod after waiting in traffic. I don't know if it was this year, but if it was this year, God bless you for waiting that long in traffic. She said the sun was setting. They had a great spot. As soon as they got the thumbs up, they all jumped out of the car, screaming, skipping, hugging one another. She says put bliss, but I think she misspelled that. Pure bliss. We were back home. I love that little moment when you first get there. You're Mm -hmm. like, months of planning has finally paid off. What else we got? I got one from Andrew Gardner. He says, it was was actually when I got back home, he played FIFA 18 for the first time. It's a soccer video game. And Jungle by Tosh Sultana come on. I remember her. She was great. He said, it caught me off guard. And all I could think about, he missed the energy and the emotion of, and good vibes and music can bring, especially at Bonnaroo. He knew he had to go back. Okay, I've got, got one from Aaron uh, on Twitter. Aaron says, after watching an early afternoon show on Thursday in 2013, I headed back to camp to get a bite to eat. On the way out of Cineru, I saw a man, fully nude with the exception of some tennis shoes, what? being held down by police and security. I knew this was my kind of place. <laughs> At the same time, I remember being impressed that this guy managed to get that drunk slash drugged up less than four hours after Cineroot opened. <laughs> you know, I vaguely remember seeing that. What I, year? 2013. Just said. We I saw vaguely, something like that. I do remember seeing a guy 
That was the next year. That was 2014 when we we were at. Maybe it was 2014. We were at um when it was the other tent before it was just the other, and we saw a guy that was having to be carried away at like five o'clock on Thursday. On Thursday, yeah. And it was like, dude, too soon. <laughs> Hope he was okay. Here's a good one from Kevin Bolton. He says at his first Rue in 2018, he saw a couple get engaged in front of him at the Arizona show. It was dead heat of the summer, but two people sharing their love for each other and for a band they enjoyed together with all their friends. You know, he said whether they knew them or not, that was so cool. Have you seen any um, proposals? We we hosted a wedding at the bus and we saw another wedding. You no, know, I've saw a lot of weddings. I don't recall seeing any proposals. I know it happens all the time, but yeah, I've never I seen it. I've seen one. I did see a proposal at a, an Explosions in the Sky concert once. That was cool. It was right in front of me. Like, literally, like, right in front of me. Hey, if you want to propose, Top of the Bus is a good place oh, to yeah. do it. Just let us do know. It. Let us know. You can see all of Honoree from up there. It's uh, fun. Yeah, last year, we did a wedding on Top of the Bus. Uh, looked that up. That was amazing. The Tennessean came out and covered it. We should have Brittany on. She was the bride. Yeah. She's my old friend from college that introduced me to Bonnery. She'd be a good guest. Mm -hmm. So, one more. So, I got a story from Celeste. She says, OMG, my first year I nearly died of hysterical laughter at the Vampire Weekend set because two dudes accidentally started grinding on each other. <laughs> that entire show was her first magical Bonnery moment. Just a giggle fit with a gorgeous sunset. <laughs> I guess they were thought they were dancing with someone else and they looked around and saw it. <laughs> That's pretty good. You gotta imagine that that they were both like, like totally cool with it and high five each other. Like, yeah, man, you having a good time. <laughs> well, you know when you bring someone along for their first time, it's going to be magical. And I think now I enjoy seeing other people just experience their first time on the farm. The best one that I can remember is when we took our buddy Aaron uh, to his first bonnery back in 2015. It was just us three, me, you, and Aaron. And I don't think he knew what he was getting in for because one of the first things that he couldn't stop laughing about was two guys. They had just oh. gone to the gas station and they were riding a cart of can PBR. I, yeah. Can I please tell this? Yeah, okay. yeah. So back in, this was 15, we had this uh, Toyota Tacoma, this 2001 Tacoma. and I missed that truck. It was a piece of junk. <laughs> uh, so anyways, we drive this Tacoma and we're pulling a camper. We get in this line and we're, we were in line for like a couple hours. So nothing crazy. Well, he sees Aaron is sitting in the back. It's a little got a little third door or whatever. He's sitting in the back and he sees these two guys <laughs> riding like three cases of PBR down the road, down Bushy Branch. That guy that was riding it was like pointing the way and like waving. Somehow it. <laughs> they've got it on wheels. I yeah. don't know. Did they have it on a skateboard or what? I it don't was remember. Working, whatever it There's was. a video of it. We have a video I'll of it. I'll share it. We'll have to post it to our uh, to our social media. I remember you were like, if you think that's good, like we haven't even gone in yet. Yeah. And he could not stop laughing he thought that was the greatest thing he had ever seen in the history of time and he filmed the whole thing and we hadn't even made it into the gate yet i mean like pretty much the whole time we were in line at bushy branch all the way till we like got to our campsite <laughs> aaron was over there filming stuff because it was just the highlight of his life <laughs> that whole weekend was like a big highlight for him we need to get him on because he's like he's a huge like mumford and sons fan and we got pretty close for that show, and he still goes on about that. Like, oh, it was yeah. the best thing that he's ever seen. 
You remember we hung out in that field and we waited for Dead Mouse that night. Oh yeah, that was fun. That was you know a lot of people said they didn't really enjoy that show, but I don't understand why. I had like a really good time at that. Remember that couple that was dressed up as bananas? They had and like then we saw yeah. them the next year. We saw them the next year at uh, Macklemore when Macklemore got evacuated. Then if I had to go to the back of the field and then. They were... <laughs> Yep, so shout out to that couple dressed up as bananas. That was the first, like, really huge EDM show that we went to. That was before they had the other. And it was, like, blowing all of our minds that so many glow sticks were flying around. Yeah, we're like, glow sticks, what? Yeah. (laughs) I was still a little inexperienced at EDM shows. That was before it really blew up the next year or two. That was our third year of Bonnaroo, and we were still inexperienced at Bonnaroo at the time. So You're not wrong. (laughs) I'm still inexperienced at Bonnaroo. Well, I mean, (laughs) seven or eight years later... And there's still something that I do new every year. I've still never been down the water slide. It wasn't until two years ago we finally went around on the Ferris wheel. I didn't even go to Where in the Woods this past year. Well, no, because I was too far away. Is Yeah, Where in the Woods, I'm jealous of everyone that got to see that. It's a, it's just too damn far from the bus. That's like a mile and a half walk. And it yeah, costs like... how many people were like, I just didn't get to go to the bus. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I am still advocating for there to be some kind of transit system in the camps. So you don't have to walk almost two miles in 100 degree Tennessee heat. It would be awesome if there was a hayride that rode around. You pay like so much money for the weekend and you just ride around in the hayride and I could go on forever about this, so I'll just drop it. How about that? Yeah. Okay, I will. But it would still be really cool. That would be amazing. I don't disagree. All right, well, I think we have said just about everything that needs to be said about our first time, and we shared some good stories. Next week, or whenever we get back, we may skip next week, we'll have uh, Chelsea back. She is out west. She is doing another one of her work trips. She's doing some photography. So she's been on. She's talked about her Instagram. Follow her. She's got some cool stuff going on the next two weeks. And hopefully, if you're hearing this, if you're within driving distance of the Nashville or Chattanooga area, We'll see you. So next weekend on the 26th again, come see us at the Repeat Repeat show. We're going to hang out with them and have a good time. You should totally wear your costumes if you're going. And then on November 9th, was it that we said? In Chattanooga, we're going to be hanging out with the What Podcast guys. So two chances for some cool Bonnaroo meetups. We'll hope to see you guys out there. Where can everybody find you at, Charla? Little Bits Vintage You got any, uh, You got any specials with your clothes? I got a lot of pants for sale. Anything that'll fit me? Probably not. Oh, okay. Yeah, not my big butt. Baby pants. Oh, okay. All right, everybody. We'll see you again in the next week or two. Get out there and radiate positivity. Bye.